Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Core. This is Core. We're talking about video games. It's me and John and Bo. Uh, when I say me, I mean Scott. So Scott, John, and Bo. And we're here to talk about all things uh, gaming this week, what we've been up to, what we're playing, what we're thinking. And uh, we're going to have a good time. We hope you will as well. It's Wednesday. It's September 4th. It's 2019. Welcome to a new month, everybody. It's a good reminder, by the way, to let people know that when we start a new month, it's a great time to hop onto our Patreon, which is available at patreon.com slash core show. And um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, to those who are listening live, I'm going to start putting our pre-show and post-show sort of banter prep discussion as a separate file in the Patreon. So if you're a patron, you just get it. Uh, if you're here live, you got it too, uh, kind of in an unedited sort of you know flash in the pan sort of way. But if you're listening at home and you want that extra stuff, great time to get in. And it doesn't matter what level you're on, it's going to go to everybody. So go check that out, patreon.com slash core show. All right, so we should uh, dive in. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I'm about, what, let's see, week and a half, uh, two weeks, whatever it is, away from the Nintendo Switch Lite coming to my house, which I'm very excited oh, you about. you ordered one. I did. I didn't realize you ordered one. I did, John, and I, I justified it as a business expense, is what I did, mm-hmm. which seems... I even I feel guilty even saying the words, even though it's kind of true, right? Like it is true. Part of what I do is, uh, you know, game related, and a lot of it is uh, tax deductible sort of business expenditure, and that's one of them. And and uh, it should be easy for me to just go, oh well, that's just a 
that's a business expense for the year that we're going to, you know, we, we plan on these kinds of things that we should do that. But still there's something in the back of my mind that like some stodgy old man with a bad mustache that says, you're, that's a kid's thing. You're playing with, you're just playing. You're not, that's not work. That's what, that's what that voice says. Mm-hmm. But, uh, F yeah, that you, guy. You, you were in your living in video games. Yeah. It's your business. Yeah, it is. And I have to keep reminding myself, but anyway, that's coming. I got a yellow one. So that's cool. Yeah, yellow. yeah, they got that, and they got that blue thing and the gray thing. But I decided to go with the with the yellow. And uh, amber is the color of... of your energy. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I was what? just listening to Three Eleven yesterday, like a lot. That's so funny you would do that because seriously, I've been on a bender with Three Eleven, just That's nonstop. Weird. I don't know if you knew this, John, but Three Eleven has continued to put out albums, and not only do they continue to put out albums. They continue to put out like good music, like it's actually good, uh, which I was surprised to hear. But like their 2017 and 2019 album, their 2019 album just came out. They're both really good. I recommend people check it out. You're all thinking, ah, that's some band in the 90s. Aren't they dead now? No, just go check it out. 311 still happening. And Amber is the color of your energy. Anyway, there's that caffeine. It's coming back. All right. What, what, what was I doing? <laughs> We're talking about the color of your switch light, your oh, pending yeah. switch light. That's right. It's going to be yellow. Early reviews, there's been a few, uh, are all saying great things about that hardware, which makes me excited. Um, better sticks, better construction, better all that stuff, which is so typical for Nintendo for a second run of something. But um, we'll see when I get it. And we'll talk about it on the show. But uh, it's one of the things I'm most excited about. And it's a weird year for me because... The two things I'm most excited about games-wise before the end of the year, and this is a, you know, usually the holiday season coming up is like the time to really hunker down about the games you're most excited about. And honestly, the two things I'm most excited about is a portable-only Nintendo console and a copy of Link's Awakening, the remake. Uh, That's kind of my two big things, and it's weird to feel that way. I know there's other stuff, like Control just came out. I totally want to play that. People are raving about it. Um, it's weird, though. I've been hesitant to pull the trigger on this AAA thing because I've been having too much fun with like either older games or small indie games lately, and I just, I just haven't done it. Um, but outside of that, I, I don't know what else there is to be super stoked about. I was curious if you guys had any like on-your-radar games that you just I cannot wait for it to come out, and you're going to play the hell out of it in November or whenever it comes. Like For you, what is that? been a weird year for sure mm-hmm. like i didn't think that i would be in september going well yeah resident evil 2 was the my favorite game i've played this year mm-hmm. i never in a million years i mean i knew i was going to be excited for it i knew i was going to play it i knew it was going to be a nostalgia hit but i didn't think i'd be sitting here this long after it came out still going yeah that was whew, resident evil man excellent <laughs> it's still really good uh if you Nor had to did call I think it... I would play this much No Man's Sky. Oh, right, one. right. I mean, if you had to call uh, it right now, would you call RE2 your game of the year, the game of 2019 for you? Yeah, I think so. Wow. I, it's been a long time since I've finished a game and just gone, I need to play that again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about how we give you a hard time and say, <laughs> oh, you only beat 50% of it, yeah. mind you. I'm talking about the official 100% and then I turned around and said, I want to play more of it again. I think that game is so. more like that game's more like 150%. There's like a. Yeah, you got to give 
full effort. You gotta you gotta go in and you play the game, and then there's the credits run, and then you play the shitty girl game. <laughs> it sounded like I'm being. It's not about the girl. I just I cannot force myself to go back and finish that damn thing. Claire is better than Leon in this game. She wasn't in the original, I don't think. But in in this one, Claire's a little more. Leon's a little like hands on hips, uh, you know, like boy scouty. He's yeah. just like, oh, I got to save the city. I got to do it. I'm going to try very hard. Mm-hmm. Claire's more of, you know, she's got kind of smart, uh, you know, smart ass quips about what's going on. She's got thoughts and opinions. That's true. You she's know, willing you, to share. Them you too. watch a video about a bunch of people dying from the plague and she just goes, oh, I'm glad I watched that. <laughs> like she's just doesn't really have a big, strong opinion on on anything. So mm. I, I like her. Run she's through, an unusual girl. Not Claire. Stuff that hasn't come out yet. I want to play that. That is it. The Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Oh, Outer. Yeah, the Wilds. Wanna, outer Wilds. No, that's outer. The one that's already out. No, that's outer, outer Wilds, right? I do this every time with that game. Those two games. There's Outer Worlds and Outer Wilds, so I don't yeah. know which is which. Uh, it's the Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. It's uh, the Obsidian RPGs. Outer yes. Worlds. Yes. Yes. The That's guy, the one. The guys what made uh, Fallout New Vegas, which is the best Fallout game ever made. Shut up, John. I know you like the other ones better, but that's the best one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was snowing, John would like it more. Okay? That's how it would be. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, but it's uh, that. Okay, I forgot about that. That is a game I'm really looking forward to. I forgot that was this year. For some reason, I thought they bumped it. But they didn't, did they? That's still a thing. That's happening in what November probably. Let's see, Outer Worlds soon, probably November. Let's take a look here, because I think you're right. Uh, the Outer Worlds. Oh, it's the Outer Worlds. Uh, the Outer Worlds. Yeah, and it's uh, release date. Oh lordy, uh, this is a pain in the butt. Here we go. PC Gamer says that it's uh, slow. Okay, no, that's that's just their website. Okay, it says, oh my gosh, I'm continuing with ad blocker, fellas. I don't want to, okay. Uh, this says, uh, you can October 25th, pl- Thank 2019. You. Thank you. Oh, that's sooner, it's even sooner than I thought. That'd be like November-ish. That's amazing. So, so yeah, I, I, I take it back. Uh, there is one other game I really care about this year, and I think it's this one, uh, despite not knowing a ton about it, but... Um, I'm pretty yeah, excited. I was gonna say, like, I get the aesthetic feel about it, but I don't really know much. Is yep. this just Fallout, but like without the Fallout IP and in space? Kinda. I mean, from what I've heard, it described to me as is it follows a lot of that uh, that kind of structure. Um, I have one for all of us, so okay. I'm cheating and I'm looking at a list. Okay. And I'll just say I, I Googled it and I happen to be reading off of Games Radar. I'll mm-hmm. cite my sources here. Uh, but I have one for all three of us, and it's called Doom Eternal. Oh, shit. That's this year? Yep. It's November. Okay. I take it back. There's another, There's two games then that I care about after Link's Awakening. Uh, very much looking forward to that. Like Some aren't... big ones dropping in the next two weeks. Are we going to do that three-player thing in there? Bo, you want to go in there and uh, do demon business together? Because that's a thing. And what? Doom Eternal? Yeah. It's a three-player... Oh, it has, yeah. It has a uh, multiplayer in it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a three-player thing. It's like it was made for core. Sure. 
It was like they hate. I'm hoping to. They hate Kristen and Kyle, so they kicked. They made it three. That's what oh. they did. Harsh. Yeah. Harsh. <laughs> I think they have deathmatch still. Oh, okay. Well, that'd be all right. I have. I for yeah. one actually liked the weird multiplayer they had in the first one. I know it didn't go places, and it was competing with Overwatch in a really bad way. So it was kind of a bad time for that. But um, I actually kind of thought it was cool, especially the builder stuff. I guess that's not in this new one, but uh, yeah, we could all play that. That'd be cool. Uh, we'll right, see. I, have, uh, I have another question. Uh, unless, Bo, unless you have more you want to say on Doom. I don't know. I was just, no, no, I don't have more to say on Doom. I'm excited for it. You like Doom. Stuff. You like the Doom reboot, right? You were into it. Oh, yeah. No, Doom, they, I mean, they did what a lot of game franchises should do is get back, you know, to revive them, get back to what made them originally good. And and they you know looked at the Doom formula and they're just like just keep it Doom. We don't have to have all this real life combat shooting simulator. Like this is never what Doom was about. Yeah, and the story the game. story never needed to be more than there's a Doom guy and he's got to kill demons and you can apply the rest. He and, hates them so much though. Yeah, I can't he just, can't he just stand hates them. demons. Yeah, but that last game three before this they were trying to be all stories and characters and. And stuff, and I get it. I get that need and desire in 2003 when that came out to push in that direction. That made sense uh, because that's where the industry was headed, and you were, you know, up against the likes of Half Life Two and and other stuff. Like you had to go kind of narrative if you wanted to be p- part of the cool kids. But then this thing comes out in 2016 and reminds us all that no, sometimes you just need to blow shit up, and it's doesn't nothing else matters. So just do that. And and we'll fill in the blanks like they, they did such good action and such good setting and world construction that you could fill in all the blanks. You you kind of got a sense for who he was immediately. The Doom guy gets up, freaking smashes stuff when he opens it, cocks his gun like a badass mother effer and go. Right. And that was enough. That's the rest of it filled into my head. All the world building I needed was in my imagination and it was better than anything they could have written. So. Well done, yeah. guys. I think in this one, it's not just going to be hell, but heaven. We're also going to kick the shit out of heaven. Oh, it's great. Do you think Imperius will be there? I hope that's what it is. Like, I know that they're they're building up lore because, and I don't like this. I don't think the game doesn't need lore. They are building up lore. Mm-hmm. But I hope it's just, like, really bare bones. And I hope it just involves Doom Guy killing whatever. <laughs> Hey, there's this new faction. Mm-hmm. Let's kill them. And yeah. that should be it. Yeah. I, I think they will, though. I don't want to be fighting for heaven or anything. Don't you think they will? Because it, it, part of the fun of that will it's be Bethesda. They can't help themselves. Uh, yeah, but they give they give pretty wide berth to those whoever's left it id. They just let them kind of make what they want to make. I think. Or who's doing it? It's not id, is it? Or I don't it? know. Whoever it is. It's well, it's id, but it's like Bethesda. Like Bethesda did. I mean, at some at some point they looked at the relaunch of Doom and they said, you know, let's not go nuts with the story. Yeah. So in theory, they could say it again, but people do have a tendency to go, oh, sequel time. Let's make it bigger and better and add this. And sometimes they lose the purity of the initial product. I think that's why they had to go back to the basics to begin with. Yeah. If it's just rationale for new monster types, I'm totally on board. But if it goes beyond that, then yeah, not gonna you know not gonna be a fan. I feel so, confident. I feel confident in what they're gonna do. I I want to yeah. ask you guys, yeah, because we all like 
Star Wars. We do. Where do we land on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? Because that's also this year. I land on need to see some reviews first. From people, yeah. from people don't, I like don't. and trust. I don't just mean like Metacritic score. I mean like some people who I know would know a good single player, third person action game if they saw it, and can tell me whether or not that'd be worth my time. So don't yeah, don't care unless it's a ten, and even then it would be a tough sell. Whoa, really? Even at a ten, yeah. even if Star they Star Wars games. What if they told you, Bo? Though, hold on. Like, what if they? What if they? <laughs> that's what? great. <laughs> I like Seriously, there's been like action. It's completely writing off that he. You like Star Wars, though, right? Yeah, like, enjoy the movies. So sure, it's an interesting take, right? Yeah, there's just lots of great games. I don't need a franchise faint game unless it's like they've done something magical. Mm. See, the, the the problem right now with gaming is time, not money, for me at this stage of my life. Yeah, I just don't have time for all the games. So unless it interests me or it's AAA and I can't miss because it pushes. There's some reason it's not miss. Uh, it's then pass. Let me say I roll. Okay, let's say that game rolls up on your curb and says, "Yo, Bo Schwartz, come at, come downstairs. Come here. You got to look at this." And you come downstairs and it says, "What I have for you here is the highest rated game of the year, the best game of the year by all accounts, the best Star Wars game ever made, and a, just a total game changer industry wide. The whole thing's going to just shake everybody up because of this one game." Would you then? Was that enough oh, yeah. of a sale for you? Okay. Yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> it just has to be the best thing ever, Scott. And right. And he'll try. It. Right. I get that. Sure. Well, it either has to interest me intrinsically or be the best thing ever. Otherwise, it's not going to make the cut. Wow. This is. I still haven't finished The Witcher 3. I got plenty to do. Cyberpunk's coming in April 2020. Like, I'm my time is taken. Yeah. I think that I'm game I think that game is what gives me tunnel vision for the next year and I forget that other things are coming out because it I mean, seems just, like But think the of the series the run of I mean for me the run of games I'm interested in next week it's Gears 5 uh week after is Borderlands 3 probably buy it on Epic mm-hmm. After that I don't think Outer Wilds is going to interest me to be honest with you um but Doom Eternal's coming Outer and Worlds, yeah. and then Cyberpunk mm-hmm. and there's probably some other stuff I'm not thinking of yeah, you don't think Outer Worlds will do it for you, given uh, I don't know, just not enough. It mm. just it looks like um, like I just looks like Fallout in a different setting, and I don't like Fallout. So space Fallout. I've I've, I've <laughs> played the opening of Fallout Three like twice, and I'm just like I just don't care about this game. I like that Bo's statement was I just don't like Fallout, and Scott, your rebuttal was. Fallout. <laughs> as if that was gonna really just turn things around for yeah him. like what, do you, what oh, if i really? told you yeah what if i told you that uh fallout was in space that doesn't do it that doesn't sell you on it no i mean you know there's always i always leave room for like something incredible to happen because you never know till the game comes out like what it is about the game that you need to play yeah so i mean there's always it's always possible but like as presented thus far for my time I understand. If I had that. infinite time, I would play way more games than I do. But. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's. A, I think you said a really uh, sort of prescient thing. The it's not about it's not about money. It's about time, and there's so much of it. It's yeah. a flood. We're we live in a an embarrassment of riches period in video games. Like straight up, every day there's something new coming out somewhere. That didn't used to be the case back in the day. No. If you were in the 16-bit era and you're playing, you know, Genesis, Super NES games you were like maybe once a month there was a game worth looking at and 
you could beat that game in five hours or less and you'd be waiting around for the next six months for another. Like, that's just what life was. That isn't what life is now. Like, today alone, I was tempted at least eight different times on Steam for things that I hadn't even heard of until today. And I ended up settling on one that I'd played the demo for some or a month back or whatever it was. And that that's the reason it jumped out and I grabbed it. I was talking to Bo about it earlier. We'll talk about it later in the show. But um, that's the world we live in. It's no longer you waiting around for Aladdin on the SNES. It just isn't that time anymore. So Although no. that is coming out, so yep. you could, in theory right now, be waiting around for Aladdin on the SNES to come out. I forgot about that. They are remastering a thing and doing that somewhere on everything, <laughs> I guess, are. right? It'll just be everywhere? Uh, Yeah. I don't know yeah, if I want to play that on everything. I'll play the Genesis version. The Genesis one was much better than the SNES version. Was it? You, were, you and I were the same in that era. I was staunchly Sega. And they were and all I was my... for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if you ask me to go back now and say, well, what's the best console that's ever been made? Super NES is a strong contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would put it above Genesis. But in the time at the age, I was a Genesis. Yeah. Kid. We bought into that Sega and freaking blast processing bullshit. We bought into it. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Sega. Sega does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> Nintendo don't. Oh. <laughs> that was real, right? Wasn't that a thing? That that yeah. was real. That was a real marketing uh, <laughs> plan of theirs. It was great. I hate it. That's All right, so... I got one more. All right, go. And I don't know why, but I feel like it it needs to be said as a possibility. Where's your interest at? Death Stranding. Oh yeah, Death Stranding. That's that is actually coming out this year. Like, I remember that was the big surprise at E3 that they actually said, yeah, yeah, it'll be this year, and everyone lost their minds. Like, there's, like, no way this thing's that done. Um, oh, man, I don't know. That feels like a wait-and-see game. Because I can't, I can't go spend 60 You don't want to climb minutes. rocks and, and pull out ladders and pee? <laughs> I can. You know, sold on this game? I do one of those things fairly regularly, but. But what? <laughs> I mean, that's all I've seen, and hit people with a briefcase. yeah. I mean, doesn't that doesn't that combo of things at least have you going, man? What the f is this? I have to see it for myself. Quasi worried that it's just a cutscene simulator with some loosely stitched together travel. Well, that wouldn't be unusual for Kojima production. He he definitely knows how to do those. I mean, I don't know. I that's one I have to I have to hear first. Like just some, imp- I got to hear impressions. I got to hear early reviews and then full game. I, I think I just well, need to wait on that one. They're not selling it on the gameplay. He rarely like, I, does, though. Like, that's the thing. Is you- yeah, but it's an established brand. Like, people, you know, people come in with an expectation like, it's Metal Gear. I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Right, so if I don't right. see gameplay, I still know what Metal Gear is. Mm-hmm. I expect to probably have some sort of innovative thing that's weird and bizarre. But for the most part, it's sneaking and military combat and, you know. Right, wrestling characters, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yep. you know, you kind of, you kind of have an expectation, and and I think in this case, I'm like, everyone's like, so is it Metal Gear, but new IP or what is it? Yeah. All we've seen is him walking, peeing, and talking to Jeff Keighley, <laughs> and like, and I'm just like, this game does not. This looks like a one. This game is a one on the game scale from what you've shown for a brand new game that you're trying to pitch us on. So he's basically selling it on his name. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so and the weird. He's selling it on. The, it's selling it on the weird. The, the weird is part of this, right? You can't deny the weird. That's I'm 100 percent with Bo. It's it's like most things with Kojima. It's a one when you take it at face value, and then somehow miraculously it turns into a different number when it comes out. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, wouldn't shock me to see tens across the board, but it also would. I mean, it looks like a one. <laughs> Everything presented so far is like the worst. Like, apart from it looking graphically cool and being very narratively involving and, and evocative, the game side of things is a one. Showing me a guy peeing and carrying a bunch of luggage across an open field. <laughs> A game does not make. <laughs> uh, it's not like, a imagine bad Ubisoft point. did that. You'd be like, "Oh my god, get out of here!" Yeah, no, pattern. you're you're not wrong. He does skate by on a lot of, you know, people are expecting some weird, trippy thing from Kojima. Sure. Like that's the wholesale. I, I realize pitch. it's on brand, even though that's yeah. what I'm saying. If it, if it wasn't him, you're it'd right. Be like, check out the biggest embarrassment at E3 this year. Yeah. It's EA with a peeing simulator, you know, like that feel, would be the headline. I feel like your big mushroom <laughs> appears when you're done peeing. It's weird. <laughs> I feel like you're not wrong, and I, that's the stance I'm taking as well. But I may be blown away, and I am interested in weird. St- I like weird video games. I like them. I like them weird. I like- I, I'm sure it's, there's going to be some interest. I, I'm just being sort of jokey. It's probably going to be pretty incredible. Yeah, but who knows? Probably what, what they're showing right now is what they always show. Like even Metal Gear demos before those games come out. It's always like, oh, he farted in a can. Oh, he um, is in a, in a box for some reason. Like just all the things that, that Snake used to do. He's old and he's smoking for a long time. Like it was, <laughs> it, was yep. all, it was all weird then and it's weird now. And I just don't think we know enough And because they're holding back. It's like they only let little things out. Oh, he's got a ladder. Oh, he took a pee. Blip, he's moving luggage. What surprise celebrity do you think is in the game that they haven't shown us yet? Oh, my Lord. I don't know. I think that requires a level of restraint that I don't know if he has. <laughs> is it like, Dave Bautista? He has restraint to keep things <laughs> secret for sure. Yeah. But when it comes to look at my celebrity friends, he seems to be all about show all the celebrities all the time. Like, I just don't think that's a card Hideo can keep close to his vest. Yeah, yeah, but what if you log into the game and the first NPC you meet is like, I don't know, Al Bundy? <laughs> <laughs> yep, well-known celebrity Al Bundy. Al Bundy. He's on, uh, right he's on um, what's that show? Yeah, there? but what's his real name is the thing. What's his real name? Uh, Ed, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill, Ed O'Neill. Yeah. I would love um, Ed O'Neill to be in this. That'd be great. Yeah, me too. That's why I was like, trying to think of something awesome, but I'm like, I'd be happy to see Ed O'Neill go like, PAG! You unironically like Married with Children, don't you? You actually like that show, though. I right. like that show, but it has to do with the fact that it was on after Seinfeld, yeah. uh, where I used to watch it, and so yeah. Seinfeld was on at 10 p.m. and then after it was Married with Children, yeah. Um, and so I just it, it coasted on the good graces of Seinfeld, which uh, you're in a good mood after Seinfeld, so anything you watch after gets bonus. Uh, a I bonus can see that they all have an aura bonus from just being there, but it's on different channels. But that was my routine, sure, because yeah. it was Fox. But here's here's the thing about that show. Uh, I don't like any show that has... I'm okay with laugh tracks, especially for older shows, because that's just what we did. Laugh tracks are fine. But I can't deal with a show where it's a laugh track and people going, all the time. Like when the audience does that, freaking hate it. 
hate it. It's a terrible. It's a terrible show. It's oh. garbage show. Yeah, but it's soul food. No, I get it. The, the, <laughs> like, like the fact that they are so unabashedly at the time, just wallowing in how pathetic not only Al's life is, but how despicable of a human being. <laughs> he's got no redeeming qualities. They just lean completely into the fact that he's like mean to fat women, yeah, and then super nice to hot women that aren't his wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they just lean so unabashedly into the maybe you would say the conservative side of uh, not politically correct. I don't know. There's just something like really special. You know, his daughter's a dumb blonde. Dumb blonde jokes. Right. I, it's. It's bad, but it's bad good. Peg has big hair. I mean, my favorite thing that ever came Ow. out. <laughs> my favorite thing that ever came out of that is she, you know, went on to be on Futurama. She played. Um, she was great on Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, she's yeah. great in everything. She's very good. But she was in. She was on S or sorry, Futurama, and they had a whole episode of Futurama where her character gets put into an Al Bundy situation with this one-eyed alien, and so her. And this guy named Al uh, were on this planet and they just started to live like married with children. And they even had the whole horrible laugh track. And when something like he said, oh, well, you're just a piece of shit or whatever. And the crowd goes, like they totally made fun of it. That's the best thing to come out of that. Otherwise, can't do it. It's the same thing with friends. Uh, Ross and Rachel make googly eyes at everybody. And somebody in the audience is going, like shut up dude it's fake it's a comedy knock it off don't get all emotional about it have a normal laugh track or don't have one at all but cut down on the whole freaking uh peanut gallery full of people going Wee! i hate it hate it sounds like you're uncomfortable with a certain aspect of human uh, emotion <laughs> it's because Sometimes it's so artificial to... it's so artificial that's why it's Let's well, unpack this. So is the laugh track. <laughs> well, I know, I know what it is. Doesn't... <laughs> no, I, I get, I get it. But in those cases, some cases, there is a live audience there, and they are when they're doing the three camera setup, like on Seinfeld. Those are real laughs coming from real people. If they're in the car, they fake all that out. Uh, but it, like Married with Children also had a live audience, and most of that laughter is real. But the people that go woo just need to be taken out and maybe shot or thrown in a ditch or something. That'd be fine. Well, that's kind of hard. Maybe they were real. Maybe they told the audience to woo. Well, that but then that wouldn't be real. But they probably did it before the television show, Scott. None of it's real. (laughs) Wait. What? Now I don't know what (laughs) to think. I don't know what to think now. And laugh tracks are are an artifice, right? I mean Yeah, totally. I mean, we did them. But, we did them. If you remember, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but the Flintstones had a laugh track. So did a bunch of other cartoons oh, yeah. of that era. Uh, the Jetsons did, which was basically the Flintstones in space, anyway. But it's so it's what a dumb idea to think that people at home are somehow convinced that there's an audience watching the Flintstones live. Like, it, ugh, so bad. What were we doing? What were we thinking? Anyway. I didn't mean to take us down that road. The point was No, but you're 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 not wrong. Yeah. The main point was that Outer Worlds looks pretty good. That oh yeah, we not even no, no, what no. put us on this topic, but it was you know, it was hey. sorry, I got to say who I thought would be the surprise celebrity oh, in Death oh, Stranding. Death that's Stranding, what that's what I was saying. Um, 
And we said it was going to be Al Bundy, right? Okay. We, next time we go down a rabbit hole, let's leave like a trail of crumbs or something so we can find our way back. I um, think the new game show that we play here on Core should be once we go down a rabbit hole, we pause and we say, okay, now it's time to play What Does Scott Think Got Us On This Topic? Yeah. Back to you, Scott. Back to me. Yeah, Outer Worlds. Outer so Worlds. who's the surprise celebrity in... in, in... Uh, I'm gonna say, um, who have I seen him on Instagram with recently? I mean, it's Tom Hardy, right? No. You see Tom Hardy on Instagram, you follow him and look at his pictures. No, was he hanging? He's not hanging out with Kojima. <laughs> I don't follow him. He doesn't have Instagram. I don't think. I don't think Tom Hardy gives a shit. Really, he doesn't care. He does not care. <laughs> that guy's like, you know what? I'm just gonna go. If he wants to, he'll go eat a handful of dirt, and no one can stop him. He's just like. He doesn't need anybody, so he doesn't do Instagram. The guy doesn't need it. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. There's nobody I want to be in it. I'm just trying to think who he would do it, do it with. Like maybe Jeff Keeley shows up, or maybe he is in it. Jeff Keeley's confirmed in it. What? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. He's in it. Is there a screenshot? Oh yeah, there's a whole video. This is the peeing video. It's oh, the same video. I didn't know that See, he was you, part you, of that. You were so bored of the peeing video, you stopped watching well, it until the end. You're not wrong. Um, all right, hold on. I want to. I, I need to see that. Uh, Did yeah. you watch the video that introduced the character of Big Mama or whatever her name is? I don't remember if that's her name. Something Mama. <laughs> Wait, Big Mama? Is that real? There's a character in that in that game that's. You saying? Are you like, saying Tyler Perry's in Death Stranding? I is don't. Maybe answer? he could be. There's, what's her name? There's a there's a lady in there, and they did a character video, like how they did with Heartman, explaining a bit about his character. They I think it's just Mama. Her. I think it's just Mama. Oh, is it just Mama? I think so. Okay. Anyway, I I want to see Scott watch that video and stream it and react to it because I think it will just freak him out. What if it's Christian Haydenson that's in it? Christian Hayden? What? Did you call him Christian <laughs> Haydenson? Is that what you called him? Yeah, what what Anakin? Are you talking about Anakin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's not Christian Haydenson. It's Hayden, Hayden Christensen there. <laughs> That's close. Close enough. <laughs> oh, that's freaking funny. All right, I'm trying to find the Keeley thing. I... <laughs> is it really Aiden Christensen? It is, okay. yeah. yeah. It was never okay. Christian Haydenson. He's always just Anakin in my heart. But the way you said it was so weird, I thought you were right for a second. <laughs> for a hot second, I'm like, oh, maybe. Wait, Bo's right. Okay, there's this scene. I'm, I'm looking at what's-his-name from Walking Dead. He's got the baby bulge in his front, and he's doing some floaty thing with his keys or something. <laughs> Okay, now what? Critical Network car. I don't see Jeff Keeley in this. Oh, wait, there he is. <laughs> that didn't take long. Oh, that's weird. All right. Well, I I didn't see this video somehow. I don't know why I didn't see this one. Uh, but I I think uh, the big mistake that Hodio, what is the name? Hideo. Hideo Kojima. Christian Haydenson. <laughs> Say it with Christian me. Yeah. I think the big mistake he's made is making a, like a horror Death Stranding game. He should have just made a uh, taking photos with my celebrity's friends game. Yeah. Well, like Pokemon Snap or something like that, where you just... <laughs> you, you, yes. you, 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 you pose... Celebrities coming out of bushes. You throw food at them. They're like... Oh. You, pose, you pose the celebrities and you take screenshots and you use the screenshots and make screensavers and and wallpapers with. Uh, I think you've share them on social media. You've struck gold. You've struck gold. 
It's a brilliant it idea. It could be because Bo talked about Seinfeld, but I think Larry David should be in the game. Yeah. As, a, <laughs> as an unlockable commentary track where he just tries to figure out what's going on in Death Stranding and talks about what he thinks is going on. No, I think it should be the B mission like Resident Evil 2. After you defeat the game with Sam Reedus, then you have to play it as Larry David. Sick. <laughs> Wait, who's this Sam Reedus? carrying stuff on his back. There's no Sam Reedus. He's like, why Why do I have a baby for? How come you call him Put the Sam- baby away. I don't want the baby on me. You, you, know, you said you called him Sam Reedus just now. His name- <laughs> Norman Reedus. Norman, Norman. thank you. you, said- <laughs> you why are you all over my business about names? I don't know, but it's cracking me up. I'm loving it. It's really good. Um, why, very wild Barry in the chat. Oh, they're asking how Jeff Kanata's eye is. He's doing better. He's uh, He had bad surgery. Gnarly surgery. Good surgery, but... I don't know. That's that's a. I didn't mean to go that direction. I thought they were asking something about the game. Anyway, who knows? That game, Death Stranding, could be the weirdest damn thing we've ever seen. Uh, we don't know. We don't know what to expect. Um, so, uh, any any other games you're excited for? That you know, it's just like, oh my god, this this season's so packed. I mean, I am a little excited about the. Um, oh wait, when is uh, uh oh what's it called uh, the the Ubisoft game? Um, you can be anybody. Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs Legion. Three, Legion. Yeah, when's I think that? That's next year. Actually. Okay, so I don't have that wrong in my head. I thought that was next year as well. All right, so there's that, but they do have that other um, game coming out in October, a follow up to Wildlands, called. Uh, I really liked Wildlands a lot, so I have high hopes for the thing I can't remember the name of. But that's the one with the Punisher in it. The pun, the one with the Punisher in it, with the big ears, the one that needs extra trailers for his two ears. He was also on Walking Dead with with Sam Reedus. Um, I can't think of the damn game. It's called Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. Ghostlands. Ghostland. Ghostlands. No. You're talking about Wild Frontier. No. Um, Wild Frontier. No. You're talking about the open world Tom Clancy thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that follow up to Wildlands, which was awesome. It's the, whatever the new one is. Chat room's probably saying it. I'm missing it. Breakpoint. That's it. Breakpoint. That comes out in October. And I am I am actually very excited about that. In fact, I think the <clears throat> beta may have started today for those people. So uh, hopefully that worked out. Uh, all right. Any others? John, you think of anything else? I mean, we don't have the list in front of us. Of- I mean... Yeah, there's there's a few others that are getting a little niche, but that I'm definitely kind of following. There's a game called GTFO, which I just heard Kyle talking about not too long ago, which is kind of a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. So that immediately intrigues me to a degree. GTFO is um, like, get the F out? Is that the idea? I think that's it. All right. I think that's what it is. There's also Phoenix Point, which is an XCOM-style strategy game mm-hmm. that uh, I'm always down for more XCOM-type games. So I'd say those two, for me, I'm going to keep my eye on. But honestly, nothing else that I'm really super looking forward to. No, there's nothing else on my radar beyond Doom that's just like, uh, oh, I am definitely buying that the second it comes out. Did you... Um... Did you play that Eden? What's it called? Something Eden Mutant New Eden. Oh, oh I know what you're talking about. The where it's a bunch of like animals and stuff. You should play that. It's XCOMI as hell. Um, is the main gameplay grip there? But the animal stuff seems 
kind of dumb on the surface. Like why are they, you know, like this is weird. Why are the animals, the way that thing plays out story-wise is awesome. It's really cool. It's not just goofy. It's not meant to be goofy. It's like a serious look at what would happen if huge mutations happened and uh, suddenly animal life were, were a lot more human and a lot more intelligent. It's great. You should I play that game. I, I am interested. Yeah. I've got one more for the honorable mention list. All right. One more. Yeah. Sure. Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2. Oh, yeah. That's soon, Ooh. too. It's not till it? March 2020, but uh, oh. yeah, that one's on the list, too. And the, give me the lowdown there. I don't even know what the first one was. What are these games like? I didn't. I sort of missed out on it. It's Vampire the Masquerade. I think this is um, one of those games that is a... Um, it's a legendary game. A lot of people played it. People who played it rave about it. Classic game, if you will, uh, where you become a vampire and you got to deal with vampire stuff. But it's a role playing game. It's based and, on a tabletop game, right? Or I have that wrong? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, it but um, it, it, you know, it, it's definitely got the role playing game in spades. So it was less so an adventure game and more like probably like Skyrim or Fallout or whatever. But just you're in some urban setting. Mm-hmm. Meeting with various vampire factions, doing vampire stuff. I do like that, and maybe I did play the first one. It's old, right? Like it's an old game. Yeah, yeah. like I missed it. I didn't play it, but I, you know, you hear about it constantly, and everything you hear about it sounds really cool. And it's just too old for me to kind of really work up a will to do it. But the trail—I've been watching the gameplay trailer for it, and it looks pretty incredible. Because my—I want to say yeah. it was like one of the first unreal 2 engine games like that was one of its claims to fame like oh you want to preview what the unreal 2 engine can do mm-hmm. vampire the masquerade uses it i could be wrong on which one but it was called bloodlines was like right that. bloodlines yeah yeah 2004 yeah. Vampire the masquerade bloodlines there it is i did play this it was super janky though and i think part of it was my pc sucked in 04 but um mm-hmm. I have some memories of this thing being weird and buggy, but kind of cool too. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, November. I think it was janky, but I think like people liked it enough to you know move past that kind of thing. There's a lot of good mm-hmm. underneath it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds awesome. I'm normally not big on the vampire stuff, but I like a good RPG. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind vampire stuff when it's done well. Like, I just you know can't be like. Freaking, what's the stupid thing that everyone liked for a while there? Twilight, like that kind of garbage? I don't want that. I want cool vampires. I like Underworld. What if it's fancy vampires? Well, depends on how fancy. Like, Underworld is cool and has some fancy vampires in it. What about Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt fancy? Uh, Hate the interview with a vampire. Hate it. Too fancy. Just always fluttering their eyes in the camera, looking all sexy boy 1800s. Like, F that. Not int- and not into it. it was not my thing at all and i hated twilight the the two best vampire movies ever made is what we do in the shadows mm-hmm. accurate 2015 second best film of that year i don't have to tell you what the first was um and then maybe that's it i kind of like underworld one i had fun with that but mostly because it watch was the what we do in the shadows tv show oh lost boys is good yeah i, I will uh Fully planned to been putting that off forever for no good reason. So I need to, I need to do that because that sh- I hear it's great. I hear it just a- it absolutely lives up to the movie in every way. And that makes me very happy. Yeah. Uh, 
All right. I thought there was a good one. I was really young when I saw it, but Frank Langella was in it. I like him. What was the what was the movie? He's in a vampire. Hang on, let me look it up. Frank. It's like an eighties movie. Where did you land on Buffy, Scott? Uh, the movie was awful. The TV show was pretty bad at first, but I glommed on later, and by the end, I was all in. And I read the comic sixth season thing as well. I loved <clears> it. So yeah, that stuff's cool. But see, that was different. They could have just been demons or something, you know? Like it, the vampire yeah. part of it was kind of sidelined. It didn't really matter. What mattered was her just kicking ass and stuff. And that was great. I mean, it was it, that was just a great structure, and his dialogue made a, made a big difference in that. So I liked it a lot. But the movie but was he, bad. He's saying he played Dracula, but it's not that one. He was in another one. Frank Langella vampire movie. He was, he was Dracula at one in one movie, but there's another one. Oh, yeah, in 79, he was Dracula. Um, um, let's see. Vampire. Yeah, that's really old. Uh, it's not the one, huh? From Dust Till Dawn. No, there was another one. Maybe it wasn't a vampire movie. He was great in Ninth Gate. God, I love the Ninth Gate. That's one of the best movies of all time. I don't know what that is. How old's that? Uh, that's 1999. It's a um, well, if you're if you're into Roman Polanski joints, it's it's that. But basically, Johnny Depp is a bookseller of rare books. Oh, right. And he, yeah. And he's looking for a really rare book. It's just like about books, mm-hmm. and it's kind of creepy. I don't know. It's just super cool. I love the Ninth Gate. It's. I wish um, Roman Polanski would make more like horror, like just yeah. more supernaturally movies like that. He does a lot of World War II and weird shit, but that movie was incredible. I remember thinking Frank Langella was weird great. Ending. He was great in Star Trek Deep Space Nine as Minister Jaro. He was a bumpy nosed Bajoran dude. In, Maybe it wasn't Frank Langella. <coughs> I don't know. We could go down that rabbit hole for a while, but. Yeah, sorry. Was, no, I'll no, it's, it's, all, it's all good. He's great, though. Uh, I mean, that's the side, The big point here is Frank Langella is great, and people should watch him do things because he's great. Yeah, he was he was He Man or he was Skeletor in the He Man and the Masters of the Universe movie. By the way, I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this was the point we brought this all up. <laughs> I know to. that's where we were gonna go. Oh my gosh, I had so much fun with that. We did a film sack for Nerdtacular that year that we did that that movie it was like 2013 or something and. That was made a billion times more fun because Frank Langella hammed it up as Skeletor. All right. Well, those are the games we're excited about. We hope you are too. Now this. Been playing a whole lot of World of Warcraft. Not classic. Standard. Uh, Classic turned out to be one of the weirdest things to ever happen to me. And a lot of people are saying that from the perspective of it got me back into WoW and I'm playing WoW again and I love Classic. It's like 2004 never left, blah, 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 all that stuff. Not for me. It did this weird thing and I've heard from others it's doing it to them too. But it it made me want to play the fundamentals of the game again but not in Classic, <laughs> if that makes any sense. It, it pushed me to start new characters. I talked about this last week. So I won't go over that all that again. But... Um, Aside from those new characters that I have been playing pretty consistently, I also have been going back to my main and actually grinding out rep, like working toward flying in BFA, working toward uh, achievements I never thought I'd care about, getting better gear. That's crazy. I agree. That's the thing that you universally hated. So let me ask you this, because I want to find out. I want to solve this mystery. Please. It's a riddle to me, too. Go. Do you think when you looked at classic yeah. 
and you saw how much longer it took to do things and the slower pacing and you're hearing all these people talk about oh it's slower pacing and there's no rush and there's no pressure do you think that kind of put your mind in that place and now you're playing it without this feeling of oh i need to keep up with the joneses as far as my gear and i'm just gonna go in slow paced and just work on things and no rush. I'm going to just enjoy it and have fun with the ride. Like, do you think it put you in that mindset? Yeah. Or do I, you think it just made you so hungry for wow that you'll do whatever they want? No, I think it's the first thing more that than the other. Now, why? What I think is the smartest people at Blizzard already knew that this was going to be the outcome. They were, you were either, there are three outcomes. One is old players come back who haven't been forever and now they're playing classic. You've got them. There's your 15 bucks a month. And I don't mean this in like a pejorative. Like, this is just part of getting people playing WoW again. It's a good thing. Um, they got that. Second phase was uh, people who aren't thrilled with the current state of the game and want this distraction for a little while. There are plenty of players like that. And third faction are people like me who just needed a perspective adjustment because that's what it felt like I got. I felt like what happened is I played Classic for three and a half hours and I went, oh, you know what the new the current game is pretty good. Like they, I I saw it more as like look at this relic of a thing, and and I don't mean that in a bad way. People are loving it, and I think that's awesome. I have to keep making that clear because people misread me on this all the time. I think it's amazing that it even exists and that they did it, and it's great. But it just it, it like gave me the full roadmap, and I went, oh, this is where it started. I now know where that particular aspect or that mechanic or that thing ends. I know where it gets, where, how it evolves and where it is today. And I started to appreciate that more. And I started to realize they were always the best MMO. They were the best then they were the best in the interim and they're the best now. And as much as I respect and like other MMOs here and there, they still are the best at what they do. And now we have this example of they were the best at the thing 15 years ago. And it's obvious that that's still better than most newer MMOs still don't really compete well with even classic in terms of its draw. Right. Yeah. And then it just kept me thinking about all of the evolution toward mo the modern game and all the things I liked that they changed and tweaked and did and how much stuff is in there. Even some simple, silly things like transmogrification is such an awesome implementation in that game. And I feel like I just never appreciated it. It just always sort of came out and you're like, okay, here's a feature. That's cool. But I lost my perspective at some point. Somehow Classic comes in here and has fixed my perspective. And it's just made me flip around on all of it. I'm appreciating the content that's new more. I'm, I'm, I'm driving around in my car or my car in my, uh, uh, I'm on, on my mount in, um, I forgot the name of the damn new zone with all the, it's the water's all gone now. What's it called? Nashantar. I'm driving Nash around in there. I'm Nash Maggard. I'm driving around in there and I'm doing my my dailies and doing stuff and whatever, doing quests, a um, couple of elite, you know, giant raid type world boss stuff and all those things. And I'm just looking at it through new eyes. It's like, look at this amazing architecture we have now. Look how well this all integrates. Look how great these storylines and these quest lines all lead to this main story and take me down a path where I can kind of choose what I want to do. Like, I just appreciate all of it more. And I appreciate the old thing more. I appreciate the interim more. And I appreciate where we're at today more than ever. It's a mindset thing. And I swear it's just because classic happened 
and I was just like jolted into this memory of looking at the map, you know, pulling out a little bit and looking at the map and realizing, you know, I'll give you an example, John. Here, maybe this helps answer your question. If you'd asked me three years ago, two years ago, whatever, hey, Scott, you should start a level one character in the game and just make him. And I would have said, you're, that's insane. I w- I'll boost one. Let's boost one because we want to get to the end game. Got to get to the end game. Got to get to where all the cool kids are, like you always say. And yeah. I wouldn't have done it. This time I'm doing it. And why am I doing it? Because I realized all that stuff is still there and it's all really good. And I love, I actually really like how they do the leveling now so that I can go to anywhere I want that's like between 30 and 60. And that's all over the place in Azeroth. And I can kind of choose where I want to go because a lot of that stuff scales now. Not all of it, but, you know, pieces and parts of it. And then when I'm done there, I can choose between Pandaria and Cataclysm Zones and go back and forth if I want and, you know, decide which I'd rather spend time in. Uh, I can then go to, I, I can't wait to get up to Northrend again. I just want to get up there. Like I'm having just the weirdest, the weirdest good time remembering that, oh, there's an RPG here. It was always here. It's always here. This rush to be current level isn't, it doesn't matter. And maybe right now it matters even less because I have tons of friends playing classic, tons of friends playing modern and lots of in between. And who cares what I do? I'm just going to do what I want to do. Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's a really weird thing. It's one of the weirdest, weirdest gaming things in my, of my life. To be honest, this last couple of weeks has been really strange. Ask me in six months how I feel. Maybe it'll be different, but, but right now, I don't know, man. Like I was in Stranglethorn Vale for hours yesterday with my um, with my warrior, and there's some things they changed there. You know, to, for uh, I guess during Cataclysm they streamlined lined a bunch of it, and there are better quests there as a result. But there's also still a bunch of shitty stuff. Like you're still working for the Hunters Guild, whatever, and they want you to find a bunch of stealth uh, stealth panthers in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of of the jungle. They're impossible to see. Because you can't even see their outline. There's so much stuff going on. And when you see them, they're already all over you. And there's five of them. And suddenly you're dead. Like, you're actually still kind of dying from stuff early game. Despite what people think. They think the game's nothing but a big theme park now. And I disagree. Like, there's there's RPG happening. And and I really like that. And I like that. I know. I, it's like I'm recognizing or I'm seeing the thousands of hours of really talented people. How that coagulates over time. And it's just been fascinating. I had a chat with Metzen for a while about the differences between the two. And, you know, he agreed they're just, you know, these are just two different animals, but they both represent a different, you know, a different kind of, well, time has passed for one and the other one hasn't. And I don't know. I just feel like my perspective has shifted. So I'm probably repeating myself at this point. But, um, and if I seem excited about it, it's because I am. Like, it's rejuvenating to be this stoked about the game in all of its forms. And for everyone who wants to play it, like even if, if Blizzard didn't know this was going to happen, then this is a really happy accident for them. I have a feeling they knew, though, <laughs> just because they're smart uh, about this. Do you know on what scale it is? Because that's your your feeling. My experience has been different. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's going to be different for everybody, obviously. But um, yeah. I got a lot. So I talked about this pretty in-depth on the instance and then here. And other places, and I've gotten a fair amount of email, tweet type DMs, sort of things with uh, feedback saying a whole lot of things. Some people just loving classic or whatever, but a fair amount of people are like, This exact thing happened to me, this exact thing 
like you, what you described on the show was freaking me out because I, I went through the same thing and thought I was crazy. And so there are plenty of people who are, who are in that third tier like me who have been drawn to the, to the, to the game at large when they were kind of at a down point. And I didn't think anything but a new expansion announcement would get me excited, to be honest. But this all has happened like organically and, and, and if anything, it's not the right, it's, it's not like hype is driving me there. I'm not just having FOMO because the FOMO is happening with classic. You're all are playing it. Everyone's having FOMO and playing it. I'm not, I'm saying, okay, we'll have your FOMO. I'm going to go do these other things that I kind of forgot about and want to go appreciate again. It's weird. Outside of LFD, how much grouping are you doing? Uh, did a little bit of, um, I grouped with a, a dude who was just out doing quests and he and I went for probably two hours with my, in the, in the Stranglethorn stuff yesterday. It was just some mm. random dude that was out there doing stuff. I said, you want to group up? I said, sure. And we just hung out. I friended him. I don't know if anything will come of it, but mm. most of what I'm doing is solo, you know, but that's, um, how do I put this? Outside of raiding and dungeons with friends and stuff and guild things, which I guess is, you know, that's a huge part of the social, but the game itself, one of the reasons I loved it in the beginning was that it was so soloable in the first place. I didn't have to rely on a bunch of people to get something done. If I wanted to just play, I could. There's plenty to do in WoW, even in Classic, where you don't have to group. And, I mean, I I basically soloed GURP through that whole probably level 20 to level 60 game. Back I don't the know. Day. There's stuff in there you have to group for. Oh, there definitely <laughs> is. There's definitely group yeah. quests and stuff like that, no doubt. But I would just skip not those. even group quests, just hard ones. The freaking ignition quest in the Barrens. I don't know if you remember that. I one, do remember right? that. What I would do in those cases, I remember pretty well. I would just let them go green and then come back and do them, or I'd let them go. You know, was it green? Yeah, green meant they were just easier. You'd leveled past them or whatever. And by the way, that quest that's still there for that is still hard. <laughs> Like in the, no, I didn't. Game. I mean, I grouped up with, you know, we, people kept joining in and we ended up grouping up with four different strangers and, and overcame it. Like the kind of nice thing about the classic experience right now is that there are a lot of people in the zones where you're leveling. So as soon as something like, um, I saw a giant spider kill a troll yesterday mm-hmm. and I tried to run towards them to first aid them with a bandage. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh you know they died so i sent them a tell and i said hey you want to group up it looks like it's too hard for you we grouped up we beat it yep um i think i've been in like 30 or 40 different parties over the course of the weekend just grouping up to do content it's been really exciting yeah and and i I don't think i've grouped up that much ever in vanilla in them retail well when 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 i was playing vanilla in bc that was pretty constant but even then like I never, you know, when you'd max out either 60 in the vanilla game or 70 in the next expansion or whatever, I've yet to level, I've yet to hit that cap with anyone near me. It's always just me. So I'll be in the middle of some jungle, ding, 70, screen yeah. cap it, t- tell everybody I did it, but it was never with anybody. So I'm, I'm willing to say, I guess what I'm saying is I'm kind of an outlier where how I approach this, these games, I kind of approach them. A lot of it, anyway, is a single-player RPG. And I think that there's probably a lot of us, or else I don't know why Blizzard would have evolved the game in that direction to start with. Um, no, I'm just the same way. I don't I don't group with people. When I played original Classic back in the day, um, I would maybe grab a group if I happened to see people in the area. 
Uh, I think my cool guy move that I used to pull back in the day is I'd go, oh, I'm too low of a level to do a thing, and I'd kind of hang out in the area, and then I'd see a group of people like also hanging out in the area, and then I'd be like, oh, you guys want group for this? Okay, sure. And then I'd get in a group real quick and do it, and then I'd immediately drop group and be like, bye, thanks, and mm-hmm. off back to soloing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always how I played, or I would go back and do it when I could solo it. I I don't like grouping in MMOs, and I understand that that defeats a huge part of the MMO, but I just don't. That's not what I, I play it for. I like playing a game in a world that has other characters, that has you know other people available to talk to, available to work with, should you choose to do it, um, but my personal choice is to not. So... That's always how I have played those games. So I, I don't think you're necessarily alone in that. I, it's just it's the way I like to play, play that particular genre but of games. There's, there's definitely, on some level, a reason you would even choose to play WoW, even if you just soloed the entire time, over any number of single-player RPGs where, the, where a social dynamic does not exist. Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Of course. So even though even though you're like I never group with anyone, it still matters to you that there is a social dynamic mm-hmm. to the game. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, it's just that you get to be like, well, I'm here, but I don't group with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I get to I get to actively <laughs> reject the social element, but I'm glad that it's there. Yeah, and you can you can see how uh, people are stoked about this stuff, not forcing them, but putting them in a position where they need to be working with more people to get things done in an efficient way. I think that's great. I'd love that. But I'm well, more like John's playstyle. I just don't I don't care. It also to... it also leads to these dynamic moments. Like I I like to play solo and I got in the other day and Bo was playing and he was streaming and I was streaming and Bo's like, "Where are you? I'm coming to see you." And I was like, "I don't know, man." I'm... <laughs> I know he was. Bo, I, I could read that from you. Know, I'm like, we're playing like, an MMO. Let's play together. I was like so excited, and I'm like, clearly played Alliance, like obviously, um, and because uh, no self-respecting horde groups this much. And uh, so, but he's like, he's like, That's come a, on. There's tons of hordes that group. <laughs> he's like, he's like, come on, come on. And uh, so I was like, all right, sure, come over. We'll we'll figure something out. So he comes over. And at first there was kind of an element of like, I don't know, are we working on quests together? I'm getting like no XP for this and all of that. And then finally Bo was like, what if I also rolled a rogue? I was like, okay. And so then we started running around as two rogues. And then by the time he got backstabbed, we got our sweet plays, which was he would sneak up behind something do backstab they would turn like hey i would backstab them again they'd turn around and face me like oh now you're backstabbing me and then Bo would backstab them again and it would kill just about anything we fought <laughs> and we found it incredibly hilarious just to go up to things and go stab 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 and just have it die and we spent several hours just running around as two rogues stabbing the hell out of everything it was super fun and that's the thing is if if it wasn't a game that gave the ability to have those moments, you wouldn't be able uh, like me being a curmudgeon about solo, like I, I would miss out on that. Mm-hmm. So that's why even if I don't typically group with people, I'm grateful it's there because when you think about the moments from the game that you love frequently, 
it's moments that are based around other people. Oh yeah. Maybe maybe Scott, you can come play WoW Classic with us just to play a rogue so we can go to, and go to a <laughs> PvP server and we're just gonna ruin other people's experience. <laughs> like we won't attack anyone higher level than us. They have to be much lower level, as uh-huh. low level yeah. as possible. Yeah. And just hunt Preferably them. one. Yeah. And we just yeah, we'll yeah, always we'll outnumber them. Zone. We'll outnumber them, out level them. Uh we'll just make their lives hell. We'll make them wish they never picked a PvP server. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's a that's a real that's a possibility. I mean, we I could suppose. do that in retail, I think, but I don't know. Everyone's like super OP in retail. You, you can want, totally do it in retail. I don't. I all this talk of how OP everything is. It's it's definitely more like they will have their heirloom gear on. No, that's true. That's true. But but that's all true. But these are all things everyone asked for. Like it's not like these were things that Blizzard said. Wow, well, we're sticking these in there, whether you like it or not. No, these were like big requested features. And they added them and added them and added them. And I think what they have done is made one hell of a evolving MMO over the years. And I think it's a really strong product regardless of. I got I got the opposite take. I don't know if you want to give some room for that one. Go for it. It's totally fine with me. I I get that 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 is uh, classic confirms that it. There are things that they've done that have ruined the game for me that I, I enjoy classic way more because there's no achievement list. Um, I have lots of weird abilities that are inconsequential, but fun. Like there's lots of stuff in there. The fact that, you know how they walked back flying Mm -hmm. because they wanted to explore the world. Yeah. Walking is even better. I have such an intimate connection with the zones that I'm in because it takes forever to get anywhere that I'm like, this is great. Like it sucks, but it's also great. It's great and like to there are point. innovations from modern. Like I want the combat animations, please, and updated graphics for sure. Yeah. And there's some stuff we could fix about questing that they, you know, I'm using Questy. I think they can mark some quest locations. I, I, that's not. That seems okay. Like there's stuff I would accept from from retail, but there's stuff I. There's just so much that I dislike about retail that I'm enjoying classic because it isn't retail. Because I played BFA. And I was all in on playing, and I got to 110, and I'm like, about mm-hmm. boring. <laughs> like, And it isn't because BFA is a bad expansion, because I didn't play it long enough to have that opinion. Wait a minute. You, mean, you, you, you mean 120. Did you get to 120? One, 120, yeah. Okay, Whatever okay. the max level was, yeah. I like did two zones. I'm at 120. I'm like, I guess I'm out. Like mm-hmm. The fact that the journey is over so quickly, and that there's an assumption that I want to stick around for in-game-related activities... It's not for me. So when I ha- see a zero to sixty journey that's going to take a long time, I'm I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah. Um. I don't have heirloom gear or heirloom gear to to boost me around, and and getting things done isn't easy, and it's going to require me to to be social in order to feel a sense of accomplishment. And I'm just getting all of these positive experiences because if I want to play solo, I have, there's plenty of I can go play Witcher. Like I don't need. To, to log into any MMO and not play with people. Cause then to me, for me, there's no point in playing a game that is inherently designed to be social and multiplayer. Uh, if I'm not going to do that, I guess. Is yeah, but I would, ar- okay. So two things I would argue. It doesn't mean you can't play alone. No, no, that- no. I know that, but I, there's two things to that. I just want to make a comment about one is when wow came out in 2004, one of its biggest changes and the reason the rest of the world called it the care bear MMO at the time mm-hmm. was because in every other MMO you didn't you couldn't solo anything ever as anybody it just didn't happen mm-hmm. if you played EverQuest you group or you didn't there weren't quests really Final Fantasy XI was like that after all of them were like that they were all a huge pain in the ass that way mm-hmm. and 
they really forced you to be in groups. Like that was the MMO sauce. Blizzard comes along and says, eh, we like to go this other way a little bit. And it changed everything. Like that's how all MMOs are made now. And I don't think that you're wrong to have that feeling about it. But what I'm saying is I'm old enough to remember when that was a, they were already calling it the Care Bear MMO, that it was things were going to be way too easy. Death didn't mean anything. You just had to run to your corpse, big deal. Like there was a lot of people complaining about that stuff. Um, now, you know, it's easy in retrospect to go, okay, well, the old game's now the hard game and that's the more challenging thing. And it is, there's no question about any of that. But the other thing I would say is, um, WoW doesn't feel, when I get into play retail right now, I'm not playing the way that you describe, which is get BFA, do two zones, I'm 120, now what? I guess I'm out. It, that's what's changed. Like I literally started a character for number one and I'm taking him to level 20, or 32 now, I guess he is. And I've got a daunting world ahead of me. I'm up, to, I got to get to 120 at some point. Like that's the journey that I, that that dude's taken. And I'm just enjoying the loop of it. Like, I'm just enjoying how all of that feels. Yeah, but once you get to 60, as I've done this a number of times, you do like 5% of each of the expansions. You go into Azuna and get your 10 levels and then move on. Like, once you, after you're done with 60, you're going to step into Burning Crusade, do Hellfire Peninsula's Anger Marsh, and then it's going to be time for the Tundra over in Wrath. And then once you're you're done with Tundra and maybe Dragonblight, it's off to... What was next? Uh, Cataclysm. Well, it's Off all Cataclysm. It's zones. all different now, though. You can go anywhere. So, so like, but like, you're not gonna go to Burning Crusade and complete Burning Crusade content before moving on to Wrath. Oh no! Right? But I'm not going there. Any, I'm not well, going there at in all. In the theory, you <laughs> actually could because I think they have it to where you can pick between two expansions. Yeah, you choose time. now, so you can go anywhere. I'm like, if after this one, I'm going to Pandaria. I mean, that's what I. That's what I don't like. Like that, it, it's that's there's a, it's just a, there's a lack of verisimilitude in that this idea that it's a world that I'm adventuring through when it's just like hodgepodge. And I get that it's convenient, and 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 I personally don't find that very rewarding to just be like step in, get my levels. Like I'm, to- I'm totally it. get it's, your point, but this, satisfying. but let me get to where I was where I was getting with this. When you're done and he hit sixty with vanilla, then what? You're either on to that next path that takes us where we are today or Blizzard decides we're going to add endgame to this thing and or they do the, the thing that most people think they're going to do, which is it just exists as a, as a thing. Classic is then one I'm to Then I'm probably 60. done. Like, again, this is down to personal taste and not like some objective opinion, I suppose. But like, I don't want to play... I th- Controversial opinion, send your emails to me, don't dress them as Scott. I think endgame is overrated. And not a reason to play any game. Like when we were playing Dungeons and Dragons, we get to twenty. There might be a little bit left after that, but the game's done. We'll probably roll new characters. Like the, there's no reason for me to like want to be level sixty and keep playing the game. I get that they put activities in there, but I think because expansions are so small, ten levels, that we've cultivated a culture of yeah, yeah get my ten levels in like three days, and then then the real game starts. And I'm like. I'd like it if you put another 60 levels in Burning Crusade and give me a world to explore and journey. But that's me. So the reason I'm enjoying Classic is because I figure if I if I keep playing, it still keeps getting fun. Once I get to 60, 
maybe I'll raid a few weeks, but I usually am gone. Endgame is not interesting to me. It's not uh, as anyways. interesting to me either. The journey is more important to me. I guess I would just say that there, as nice as Classic is, as it slowed everything down for everybody, there are still people that are just chomping on the bit to get to freaking Molten Core, and sure. that's all they care about doing. Like, they're not, uh, still, I they're mean, not the, enjoying it The as journey's the reward, folks, and it's all down to personal taste, but for me... It's not the destination. It's not finally I can get to end level and be where all the cool kids are. It's like where you are in the Barrens looking for Mankirk's wife is the greatest moment you'll have playing World of Warcraft. And it all is down. <laughs> you know, that journey doing whatever it is you're doing, that's where the beauty of playing an MMO is in the journey. I don't know. She's that's very esoteric. In the hut. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's, you also, know. it's also a game that is supposed to be a living, breathing game as a service that has to go on for we're now at 15 years of course these things were going to change people begged for I mean, these changes they wanted all this stuff and you know what once you get so big you get 120 levels of this game they needed to go back and look at all the old content and say all right well what is that we need to make that make sense so that people who do want to start at one can have a path and they know the path and they know where to go and they can have some choice like all of those things are things people raved about in the audience when people announced it like i just don't buy this thing that in in light of classic everything else they've ever done is crap and they've ruined it like i can't well i can't say that they know their business better than i than you know they know what's good for their business better than i do but i know what i like <laughs> and you know i think that classic is strong i think they rode on that good success with burning crusade and wrath of lich king and i think now we're just business as usual and the art and the content and the stories inspired, but what we're offering is not. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're offering game, the game trappings of like the 2010s, basically of this decade mm. and not of what we thought of, you know, games as a service, got to keep people on the treadmill, got to keep people interested and in wanting to raid instead of releasing the raid all at once. Let's release a raid a week that I hate that so much. I, it, it I'm playing your game when I'm playing your game. I'm not playing your game on your schedule. And, yeah, but and if so they... I hate the release of Raid Wings. They should release the whole game in a couple of patches, and that's it. Don't don't nickel and uh, don't don't drop little pieces of content every like, I dislike that. I know you don't I know you don't like time gating, and nobody does, but also yeah. I think there are design challenges and there's reasons why they have to time gate. Like just so people don't. Well, they could just delay the raid for the whole six weeks and just you know push that, it all out. That'd go over. I well. mean, the pro the problem too with MMOs is the game a company wants to provide stellar service, so wants to launch things correctly. But we as players love when things don't work correctly. They make for great stories. So I don't feel sorry for them. Some of the best things about WoW culture and WoW memes have to do with the game breaking. And and trying to wash all of that away is misguided, but it's in the nature of a company to do it, so we can't really fault them for it. Well, like, I'm uh, curious what you would say they would have to wash away, though. Like, like what? Like, well, if they're time gating things because they need to test it or because that's necessary for the development of such a massive. Oh, I think they're doing. I think they're doing it just so people right. don't burn through everything in the first week. I think that's why. Yeah, but yeah. see, that's the that's the funny thing to me is I think. I think Bo's right. Time gating sucks. Who are they to tell the me answer, when to play their the game? The answer you know? for me is to tell them don't time gate things. If people burn that content in two days, 
They burn that game, that content in two days. That's their fault. That's their problem. Mm-hmm. Now, Blizzard as a company comes in and says, yeah, but then they unsub and we don't make money. It's not my problem to make sure that you make money. So me as a player that wants to have a good time doesn't really give a shit that you aren't making money off of that model. I want you to put out a game that I enjoy. Yeah, but we what do I give a shit. don't enjoy is being told, here's your content. Now you can only get this much of it. Like Suramar, oh my god, Ray, like so. Suramar is ridiculous. The entire island in Legion, like people rave about Legion, but the gated questing in in Legion, especially when you go to the island, is is atrocious. Now, I'm probably honestly between the two of you. I think there's a ton of great stuff in the current version of WoW, and I think there's actually a ton of great stuff that they could learn from Classic because I do think Classic was, you know, something special. And I think if you take Battle for Azeroth and you gauge its place and its power and its importance in the cultural zeitgeist, like it's fallen so significantly from what WoW was at the time. Like that's that's the nature of how things have gone and how things have have gone. Yeah, but everybody and their dog said Legion was their favorite (laughs) expansion. That was the one right before this one. Yeah, this one's got issues. No question. I won't deny that at all. But this idea that they, I remember people saying the exact same thing when when uh, Warlords was out and suddenly everybody was like, oh, it was so good in Pandaria. What happened? What happened? Well, that happened. It was kind of lame. And then Legion blew everybody's mind and they all loved it. Like everyone had such short memories about this stuff. Like we were all there before. I don't before. think it's a short memory. I think most people remember that they screw up every other expansion. Yeah. I don't know about every other. <laughs> like it's it's almost universal. Burning Crusade's the only exception. It's it's pretty decent. It doesn't necessarily hold up as great as it should, but it's pretty decent. Path is great. Cataclysm is bad. Pandaria is great. Warlords of Draenor is bad. Legion is great. Battle for Azeroth is bad. Like it's just okay. Well, even if that's the pattern, then. I can't wait for next year when I'm not saying you guys, but I can't wait for next year when everyone who's singing the praises of the of the evens and not the odds will, you know, all their tunes will change. I guess I guess what I'm saying is there's so much hyperbole around all this stuff and there's so much like wow was only good when it was in its original state. Well, then then they could have made an MMO. They sold for 40 bucks and everybody played it and finished it. And there was an expansion put out, but that was the end of it. That's not what they were going to make. They were going to make a thing that was meant to last 20 years or more. Yeah. And so that's I, and what I they're think doing. they have. And I think they have successfully. But I don't think it's crazy for people to say, you know what, it was better then. And for that to be completely true to them. Because I think what Bo wants from a video game and I think what you want from a video game, this game specifically, are very different things. I think even if before Classic, even before we threw that wrinkle into the mix, if you took five WoW players and said, what direction does this game need to go? You would get five different answers. And I think they'd be fighting with each other the whole time, too. Like, nobody has the same idea of what direction WoW needs to go. The reason Classic seems so unified is because it is a version of WoW that is locked in time and unchanging that people can look at and go, I'm happy with this. Battle for Azeroth, people could be pissed off all the time because in theory, it's in flux. In theory, there could be a patch tomorrow that fixes everything I don't like about that game. Or there could be another expansion coming down the line that fixes everything I like about that game. But it's not locked in time. Like in, In some ways, 
all the expansions are better in hindsight because there's no longer the opportunity for that change because it is what it is and it's in its purest form, like it or hate it. Like, honestly, if I went back and redid Warlords of Draenor, I'd probably say, oh, you know what? This isn't as bad as I thought because I'm not spending every single day logging into my garrison hoping they'll give me something different in the game. I know exactly what to expect from that. Yeah. And that's what WoW Classic is offering people. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. I think that's exactly it, actually. I think that's the that's the mentality. I think there's a lot of psychology going on, is all I'm, I would say, on, on, on all sides. And Blizzard's trying to enact the best business practice to extract the most money from the most returning and playing people possible. That will be the one true constant here. They're not going to do anything that jeopardizes that. So if they think the, the more part, like I'd love to know real numbers, but if the more part of people just gravitate back to normal, which I'm starting to see in my friends list, by the way, I'm starting to see faces in there and people that were in nothing but wow classic. And they're all kind of hopping over into retail these days. So I'm not saying it's all about to shift or that they're all wrong about classic because they're not classics. Awesome. But at some point they're all going to hit 60 and realize that's, that's the end of that. Unless Blizzard has a huge announcement about what they're going to do with classic. And they may, they may blow our minds and go, we're adding content that was never there before. when they basically do what Bo said last week, you know, create a bunch of, of game in the vanilla space, in the vanilla world, in Azeroth that just lives there and nowhere else. And has its That'd own be pretty cool. branch. That would be cool. I don't. I just don't know if they'll do it. But I don't think they should. To be honest with you, I know what they should do. It's come to me now uh, over the weekend. They have all this existing assets. They should just release a new game. They ha- they can literally make zero new art and zero new music, and just release a new standalone with the assets of fifteen years that they have. Instead of an expansion, crazy. make a standalone cool. thing. So, because I always talk about WoW 2.0 being like, oh, we need a new engine updated graphics. What if it was all the same graphics? It's just not an expansion. It's it's World of Warcraft, the next generation. Mm. World of Warcraft, the second planet, Azeroth 2. Uh, you know, like just, just a new 0 to 60 experience designed top down. The thing is that I, I really appreciate about World of Warcraft is how committed people are to playing alts like on paper that's stupid you pick a class you should play one character and that's your contribution because this reflects real life in real life i only have certain skills i'm going to offer society i can't offer them all the skills on my alt people um at least not yet no but you change your you change your major all the time or people do so but you level all the way to 120 you have this commitment like it it just just i'm trying to be rational about it why would i spend all this time being you know dwarf warrior and now I want to be a shaman, right? But mm-hmm. people do it. They love rolling new characters. So everyone, and Classic has shown this, everyone's game to start a new level one character in a new world to explore with all the lessons learned. But we don't have to tack on 10% of a game and rush us through 10 levels so that we can get to end game context. You want to keep people on the treadmill. The best treadmill in World of Warcraft is getting levels, right? Yeah. It, 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 if you know, I would gladly play a brand new version of World of Warcraft that was like zero to 100. And it's like, you're going to be playing this game for months. And of course, some pro is going to do it in five days, but most of us don't do that. Uh, most of the paying customers are probably not 
rushing through the content and and that'd be fun and they could make zero new art assets i bet you they're creative enough just to make some new land masses take all the textures they have and tricks and just make azeroth 2 azeroth the next generation yeah but how do they monetize that not a new engine a subscription fee yeah. as they always a, a have. new one though on top so the yeah, split same one, one same one well so there's no way in hell that ever happens because you could say, oh, it's, they don't have to create new art, but they have to create a new game. That is that is the that is a monstrous... You take the classic team. The reason, the reason I say... have to do anything because the game's designed. Yeah, but didn't wait, they admit that they... Wait, 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 wait. That, that's, not, that's not what I'm making. I'm, the argument I'm not making is a cost. I'm saying the people would accept a game with the same graphics. The people wouldn't look at, wow, the next generation. The consumers wouldn't look at a product like that and go, no new graphics? I'm not playing that. I think they'd be on board because it'd be just like an expansion, yeah. which you get very little in the way of new graphics. I mean, you probably get a lot, but so I'm saying can expansions on retail just say, that's the story. It's concluded. We now fast forward a hundred years later to Azeroth and how has it changed and, and just release a zero to 60 thing with all the new lessons. Like I won't, I don't in an expansion. What really sucks is like, there's these dungeons that are like 110 to 112. And then 112 to 114. I don't have time. By the time I'm done questing, I'm already 116. But I, I love that, you know, oh, I'm ready for Wailing Caverns. This is my tier where I'm going to do certain pieces of content. And I've got time to do it. And I'm not over-leveled and just doing heroics right out the gate. Like the past three expansions, I'm basically heroic ready in like three days. Mm. Like, you know, they want to earn our subscription. They want to earn my subscription fee because when I'm done with classic, I'm not going back to retail. I'm playing gears five or borderlands three or something else. So if they want to compel my dollars, I need a new MMO <laughs> and, and I can't, I, I, what it made me realize is I don't need a new graphical overhaul. I'd be happy playing with the current graphics and gen. If they gave me a world to explore and not some dingy, uh, low effort, um, expansion and i'm sorry there's lots of great art in it but content wise my opinion it's not worth my time compared to the other games on offer out in the world that's so. true but also what you're saying is that's also true for classic now you're not going to play that again either you're not going to turn right around and go well i did that let's go play another character in classic and let's do all this over again you're not i, I do don't that. know i'm not thinking i'm not thinking about my plans for it i'm just still logging in as long as it's still enjoyable and we're taking it day by day but right. what's important is that I'm playing it when I, I just signed up for Xbox Live. I could be playing Gears 4 or any. I just got 100 free games, Scott. Mm. I'm playing none of them. I'm playing WoW Classic because that's what's exciting when I get home. You want to hear, hear something really weird? WoW Classic. Let me tell you something really weird. I have 100 games to play. I also just got Game Pass. I also just got a bunch of new Steam stuff. And I'm playing retail World of Warcraft for no good yeah, reason. Yeah, we're, we're brothers in that regard. We're both playing wow that's what i'm saying you know that's what i'm saying the genius of this is it's gotten everybody from every corner to come back and do something a lot of them sure maybe in classic that's where the bulk is right now i don't know Here's another game on the games looking forward to list warcraft 3 remastered maybe not for you two but i never played warcraft 3 so i'm actually looking forward to finally digging in in high quality i've thought about it i'm not really in an rts mood but i do i wouldn't mind playing through that again i love that game i mean i just play it on even easy just to see the story because to what my understanding is warcraft 3 set a lot of the groundwork for world of warcraft oh yeah big time yeah big time that uh, 
that is that that will be especially for you that is 100 percent worth it you should totally do that if they can give yeah, us a damn yeah, i'm looking date. forward to it that's like on my list so yeah. Um, yeah i we don't even know we still have never gotten a release date for that thing i wonder what they're gonna do no but i assume it's this year probably around blizzcon right to you know hype yeah Warcraft. you can see here. them getting up on stage going and it's out next tuesday or something like that that's possible sometimes they release it a well no haven't they released some games just before blizzcon mm-hmm. excuse me they did yeah, um they kind of they don't seem to plan as much around it as people tend to assume they would. Yeah. You know, if that makes sense. Like, there's always an assumption of, oh, this will be just in time for BlizzCon, and then they'll put it out at a weird time. Or this... you'll see a trailer crop up, like, two weeks before BlizzCon. You're like, why'd you do that? Yeah. And, you know. I want to say Overwatch was the week after BlizzCon um, for a launch. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of a WoW, a, a WoW expansion. I can't remember, but... But yeah, I mean, just just it's the same for. I mean, everyone's got their fall releases, so they're in the fall most of the time, except both Diablo and StarCraft were in the spring and summer of their years. But um, I could see them doing that with Warcraft Three. A the re- well, I have a few reasons of thinking that, but one one of the major reasons is they have yet to announce an, a release date, and that feels like they're being cagey about what they want to do, and this would be a great time to make everybody happy with it. So. I think the store says that Warcraft 3 has to be released. Like I said, it'll be before December 31st, 2019. Do they have that down there? Okay. Yeah, there's some bit of text in there. So it's sometime this year. All right, that makes sense. John, I need to know about uh, this planet you're holding hostage in No Man's Sky before we move past all this. So this is a dumb little story that I kind of stumbled into playing No Man's Sky. Um, I had taken a little break from that game. I had been playing it a lot stepped away for a while i stepped away in the middle of exploring a particular galaxy and i think i'd landed on three or four planets there's five and a moon or something like that there and i logged back in and as i was uh, checking my map to see which planets i had not explored yet i noticed that one of the planets was called hoth which i'm a star wars fan but not avid enough to start naming all the planets in no man's sky after star wars planets so i knew it wasn't me And I moused over it, and sure enough, it was discovered about three days prior to when I logged in by somebody else. Somebody else stumbled upon this universe. I got credit for for finding it. I had gotten credit for most of the planets, but this was an undiscovered planet. They named it Hoth. Uh, What I discovered was that they must have really fancied one of the planets because they had built their home on one of the planets that I discovered. Oh, boy. So I went flying down there and I checked out their home. I walked through it. It was fine. It's all right. Wait, They're they, working on you it. You could get inside their their house and everything, walk around it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not only could I get in, but they gave me a marker to go see it. I was just like, all right, let's go check it out. Uh, so I, I explored their home, touched their things, you know, whatever. And I was like, yeah, this is nice. They're clearly setting up shop. But what I realized, and this is where I'm really struggling with the little devil on my shoulder, is that I have credit for discovering this planet, which means I get to name this planet, which means I get to pick the name of the planet that this person has said, this is my favorite planet and I've made my home here. And there's something in me that wants to just name it something awful. Now, I can't go too far because you can report names that you think are offensive or terrible, but basically I hold in my hand the ability to name the planet of this guy's little home base. Like only stupids live here planet. I could do that. 
I could I could make it a commentary about him. I could just make him live on the planet Dorf or something. And it's just like, well, from now on, he has to know that he resides on the planet Dorf. And that's oh, what would be a good one? What's the most lamest thing? Like, so this is why I wanted to bring it before you all to show you that I I have this, this awesome, power. John. Let's work on it together. Let's see what we can come up with. Oh, this is too good. This is some emerging gameplays, but this is, um. Oh, I don't know. Should we get like listener feedback and stuff in the discord before you make any decision? <laughs> Chat room. My current favorite is somebody said Grundle. Grundle. The planet Grundle. It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it could be. What about calling it taco meat? That's not bad. Hey, do you know the taco? guy's name? Do you know the player's name? Like his character name? No, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird name, kind of oddly long. So oh, shoot. Because you could do something super rude to his name. Like if his name was like, you know, I don't know, Parker. You could call him Parker the Penis. and Or, you know, you, the planet is Parker the Penis's planet or something dumb like that. Like, you could really go crazy. <laughs> call it Dumb Planet. Yeah. <laughs> dumb Planet is a good <laughs> name for a planet. This is Dumb Planet. That's not bad. <laughs> Welcome to Dumb Planet. Everything's stupid here. I like it. Uh, some other good suggestions from the chat. Planet McPlanet Face, Potato Sack, <laughs> Limp Cucumber. There's some good ones. These aren't bad. So They're good band names, keep too. Keep throwing man. out ideas. Yeah. If you want to send me some on Twitter, we'll come up with a name for this guy's planet. We'll name it. I'll screenshot it. We'll... <laughs> Just call it Old People. <laughs> 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 you have to tell everybody I live on old people. Yeah. Or did what's low game it IQ? A, it shows the it shows the planet in the bottom left, so he'll have to look at those words all the time that he's in the base. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He'll so, see it all the time. What's the, what's the lamest thing he could do to his Rekka's immersion? <laughs> and he's got you don't all his stuff it. there. I love that his stuff is all there because he's gonna feel an investment there no matter what, right? And you control he it. He named the trees. So I don't usually do that. I just upload with whatever auto-generated tree is. Yeah. He named the trees Woody's. Wow. So that's that's the naming area where we're yeah, so he'll like it. It sounds like the kind of person I'd like it if you called it like penis land. Yeah. So like yeah. Let's 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 make it lame. And right? then if you if you lame. get a complaint somehow, which I know there's no way for him to really do, but if he puts up a sign or something that says, "Hey, how can we name it that?" Just say, "No, it's Penn Island. It's Penn Island." I know. <laughs> call, call it. What's it? Get out and vote or something like that. Get out and vote. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's actually really good. Get out. Yeah, and rock vote the vote. The planet. Just rock the vote. Yeah. Just something like super lame. Only hey, voting is important, but you know, kids don't like that stuff. Right. It, it it's important, but you don't want that to be the planet you live on. Either. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, it wrecks whatever wrecks your immersion. So it can't be like profane or gross. It's gotta be like something funny, like pubis. Call it pubis. I like pubis. Pubis. <laughs> yeah. Call it um Christian Haydenson. Christian Haydenson. Christian Haydenson. <laughs> <laughs> on the planet Hoth, or no, it's in the same system, I guess. Actually, oh my gosh, he named it Hoth. He's clearly a Star Wars fan. Yep. Christian Hayden. Oh, Hayden Star Wars. Star Wars sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what if we named it Endor, but we misspelled it? That's not bad. And how would you do it? How would you spell Endor? 
Like indoor, uh, like uh, I-N-D-O-R. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or E-N-double-double-O-R. That's pretty good. Something like that. Something or super just dumb. name it Chewbacca. But there you go. Give it miss, also yeah, misspelled on top of yeah. it. Chow, Chow Buka. He's trying to make his Star Wars galaxy and just like, here's planet Chewbacca. I love it. Chewbacca. You're going to have to report back on what you ultimately decide and how it's we received. We could name it Picard. You totally could name it Picard. You're right. That's you know what? You, you can also that. you can also do really mean things to him if you wanted. You can't destroy his stuff because that's not the way the game works. But you can right. out in front of his compound, uh, just create the biggest, deepest, worst um, moat ever with the land thing. Oh yeah, yeah. use the terrain the terrain destruction. Wait, yeah. his safe probably will override it. I don't yeah, I think there is something about it's that. It's protected like, if you have a base computer, I think. It claims an area when you plant your, your base oh, computer. Oh, I wonder how big that is, that, that area. Cause make it's it, big. Just, is it? Shoot. Yeah, because right. with the terrain manipulator, you can also create terrain, so you could create a phallus-shaped like statue in the middle yes, of the thing. Yes, yes. Stuff I mean, like that. Or create you could, like, big rock structures, you can, you can actually do that. And you could, if it doesn't save over it, I don't know how this would work, but if you could lay down a bunch of objects and spell stuff on the ground that's... Just like, find out where the border is. So all around the border is like these giant penis statues, like the giant... It's like you. It's like <laughs> it being in Salt Lake City, but imagine instead of mountains, it's just giant penis statues the whole way around <laughs> in the horizon. <laughs> That'd be great. And then he can't do anything about it because his save area is not that big. That's yeah, not Make bad. sure to save. You save your own bases. Oh, that's a you're trying to put a base idea. computer till you get to that border and then do it in all different directions or put six base computers around his base yeah i i feel like that's a great idea we can do multiplayer i'll help you i'll put some bases on there yeah okay. why not we can look into this we can figure there's it three out. of us we could all we could we could all log in put base computers around his base yeah i mean his base is on an island so really we could just do in the water around the island so that when you gaze across the water it's just a lined but you around. can claim water have you gotten done the under, underwater stuff yeah, yeah, yeah cool I've done stuff some of that. so you should be able to use a train manipulator to just build a giant pole up out of the ocean <laughs> and then put balls in a phallus on top <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> the, water, reason, the water won't stop us the reason i'm not much of a troll people in video games kind of guy but the reason this works for me is because it is an infinite galaxy with infinite places to go and be and you two found yourselves on the same chunk of ground for a myriad of lucky reasons. It's the ultimate in RNG. You should capitalize on it and be emergent about it. If this was a I game agree. where, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's not the same as you going into somebody's Heroes of the Storm game and just running Lily into the towers over and over. That's, that's different. This is you going, we're in this galaxy. We could go anywhere. It's infinite possibilities. It's mostly still undiscovered, almost entirely still undiscovered percentage-wise. So you could go off and find another Hoth-like planet any time you want to do it. But no, you planted your ground here. You named the trees Woody, and you're and this is this is where we find ourselves. This is emergent gameplay. I kind of like that. I'm into it. You should do it. I, I'm currently leaning the name it after Star Wars characters and misspell their names. It's not bad. But if you want to get serious about it, I'm up for building phalluses. <laughs> I think Scott should join us too. That's a many great... hands. When making phalluses, many hands make light work. That was an amazing sentence, by the way. If you want to get yeah, serious about good. this, 
If you want to get serious, I'm here to make phalluses. <laughs> I feel like we might hear that on TMS one day. That, yeah. That's enough. That's enough to pull me from WoW Classic. That's enough to do it. Yeah. Okay, now we know what it takes. That's fantastic. That sounds more interesting than playing WoW Classic to me. Well, what's more interesting than an email? Nothing is the, the answer. Got an email from Adam A. who wrote in. He says uh, the subject was Core and Slay the Spire Likes. Uh, he says, hey, Core, have any of you guys or gents checked out Griftlands? It's Slay the Spire, uh, sorry, like that it uses two decks, a combat deck and a negotiation deck. That's the thing that actually separates it because you, when you communicate and just talk, you actually have a deck for that. Anyway. It's in early access on everyone's favorite store, the Epic Store. It's cheap enough, though, that it might be worth it. It is only 15 bucks. This is Clay Entertainment. They make all my favorite games. <laughs> I love those guys. Um, I still say that Invisible Ink is one of the greatest games ever made, and they make plenty of other really great games. Uh, Mark of the Ninja is still a freaking classic, and I'll play it any day of the week. So I have high hopes for this thing. I'm a little bummed that it's in early access only on Epic, Certainly, it'll end up everywhere because that's what all these exclusives end up doing. Um, it looks really interesting. It's got their really unique art style. It does this deck building stuff in a really unique way. The fact that you can just talk to an NPC using a deck that is all about persuasion and deception or honesty or you know making them happy or making them sad. And you play that deck the way you would a combat deck is so cool. So... Uh, I'm already there, Adam. I'm with you. I just haven't pulled the trigger. I would totally get this game. Yeah, uh, that sounds like something that I'd like. I will. I will look into that. Yeah, that sounds. That sounds great. Yeah, that Steam World Quest game is also very good, although it's not so spirey. It's kind of Slay the Spire, but that's a good game too. There's a lot of these right now. I like it when a a big indie hit inspires a bunch of design choices in other games. I think it's. I think it's great. So why not these guys? These guys make. These guys take other people's really good ideas and they make it their own in a way, uh, play entertainment that I just, they just make games for me, man. Just love those guys. Uh, they could make, they should make an MMO, a 2d animated MMO. Then I'm in, but only to level 60. Then I quit. <laughs> that's how that's going to go. We're on. I want it to be an MMO L massively online multiplayer limited. No one's ever done one of those before. What about an MMO that never had an expansion? Is that what classic is? There's been a lot of those, actually. There's been a lot of MMOs that had real hard stops. Yeah, but not true. not on purpose. They didn't want to. They had to because it sucked, or they otherwise couldn't get the audience. But anyway, it's uh, something to think about. Thank you, Adam, for your email. If you want to send us emails, you just go to the website and click on the contact link. That's frogpants.com/core. That's what Adam A did. That's what you could do as well. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 801-471-0462. That's 801-471-0462. I think that's everything. Uh, do we have any final words of wisdom for the audience before we go today, guys? Anything else you want to say? Add to? Mm, I don't on? think so. No? Whatever version of World of Warcraft you're playing, enjoy yourself. Yeah, have fun in there. Uh, There's no right version of World of Warcraft. Well, it's some people think there is, but... I think yeah, no, they're, I, they're wrong. I think that there's no there's no such thing as a consensus on anything in this life. So why would WoW be any different? But uh, yes, I'm happy to see just the sheer positivity in the in the uh, community that's happening right now. We have not had that in a while across Blizzard. It's been a bit of a year, so let it rain. 
I think we need it. John, anything you want to add? If there's one thing we can all agree on, it's that we will never agree on anything. That's true. If there are, if I've learned anything, the only absolute in life is that there are no absolutes. I like that one. My dad used to say that. What else? Yeah. Remember uh, when Obi Wan said that only Sith deal with absolute in absolute? Yeah, I remember. That's an absolute statement. Yep. So. Yep. So that's why the only absolute statement is there are no absolutes. Right. Right? Oh. You only believe in one absolute, and that absolute is there are none. Which can get a little screwy if you think about it too hard. Uh, mm. And the chat, someone in the chat already disagrees. That's their yeah. proof, proof in the pudding, everybody. Don't eat that pudding. All right. That's going to do it for the show. Thank you all for being here. Lots to do between next time we see you again. So have fun. Play your games. We'll discuss them next Wednesday. For me, for Brian. Nope, there's no Brian here. For me... <laughs> For uh, who's on the show, John, and for what? That uh, energy really ran out near the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Time for another burrito. Uh, The crash is coming. The crash is real. Sorry, John and Bo and me. We'll see you next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.